Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello and hi, I'm Dan Day, and today, yes, a Miami Monday to get you through the worst day of the week. We ease you through it by tailoring the show just a little extra Miami. So we're going to have music from a Miami artist later on. Plus, going to be checking in with the Joe Rose Show. Joe Rose, he played for the Dolphins, caught Dan Marino's first touchdown pass. They talked with Miami Dolphins beat writer Dave Hyde about this past weekend's draft and the glory that it was for us fans here in South Florida. Dan Lebertard, he's played all over Miami in various different ways. Stu Gotts will give you his weekend observations. Then Hawk and Crowder. Hawk, he went to the U. Crowder, he played for the Dolphins. They're bringing some more draft goodness. Remember, at Dan Day Radio, hashtag Miami Monday. Let me know what makes you so Miami. And if I like it, I may just read it out on the air. Right now, I'm reading out some headlines. After drafting 11 in this past weekend's NFL draft, the Dolphins cut four players today, including running back Samaje Pirine. The season is still planned to be played as scheduled. Four Canes were drafted this weekend, including Shaq Quarterman to Jacksonville and DJ Dallas to Seattle. Several others signed free agent contracts. Starting Friday, the NBA will allow teams to open facilities for individual workouts. No team practices are allowed. UFC plans to hold three events in one week with no fans in attendance. The first fights will be May 9th and will take place in Jacksonville, Florida. Fort Myers recruit Malik Curtis has verbally committed to Miami's 2021 class. Curtis is classified as a three-star athlete. Aaron Gordon has released a track dissing Dwayne Wade in wake of Wade's vote granting former teammate Derek Jones Jr. the slam dunk championship in February. The Saints signed backup quarterback Taysom Hill to a two-year contract and are expected to sign Jameis Winston to a one-year deal. And now, we take a step into the day spa. (sighs) An organ man drove to 11 different Wendy's two times in one day in order to stock up on the fast food chain's free offer for chicken nuggets. Somewhere my mom, Big Lynn, is smiling. A donkey was recently seen wandering aimlessly around a Texas town. In times like these, you can't just have your ass out on the streets. A woman is considering dumping her boyfriend after he called her a dirty little tomato during sexy time. Dirty little tomato? Sounds pretty hot to me. A man is taking some heat online after it was revealed that he will begin charging his girlfriend $24 every time she spends the night at his place. $24 a night? can't be that hot. 
Palm Coast Police recently arrested a man after noticing his front doormat saying, come back with a warrant. They followed the advice, and now the individual faces drug charges. Oh, Florida man, why do you do it? Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast calls for no rain with temperatures in the low 70s. Been getting up in the morning? Maybe a little later than normal? You need to get your fix of Joe? Well, the Joe Rose Show is on Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Oh, they had a lot to talk about this morning. Dave Hyde, the guy knows the Dolphins, and he knows everything that happened this past weekend. So he got it. Woo! Got it going with him. Talked about the sexy and unsexiness of the draft. He gave out some draft grades, wild card of the draft, and the status of Florida football. They're giving grades on basically sexiness of of knowing the players and obviously you get a higher grade if it's a receiver or running back or a a guy that sacks because big guys and defensive players tackles and safeties aren't real sexy guys so the Dolphins have actually been hurt by this I do agree with what everybody's saying at the end of the day I know you feel like I do you're glad to see him take three offensive linemen with those first seven picks Feel good about that. I loved it. I I, I loved it because you, you look at the um, what their plan was. Get the quarterback. They did that. Everybody knew somehow they were going to get a quarterback. That was the whole past year was sacrificed for that. But you look at Sunday after Sunday, both lines are getting shoved around. You know, not not just starters. They have no depth. So, and the past twenty years or certainly the past 10 years, they haven't invested in the lines in the draft, and now they went out and um, maybe even over-invested, which I'm, I was all for going yeah, into the draft. Too. 11 guys drafted, free agency, they picked up a bunch of guys. None of them have even been to Davey yet, I'm assuming. Probably not. But what do you think so far? We've been waiting for this offseason now for over a year. This is what this whole thing was about. Now that it's kind of done, and we're waiting for them to get to the facility to start doing everything, what would you think of everything top to bottom, draft and free agency, all put in one? I love what they did this offseason, and, and um, I can't remember the last time I said that. I remember once watching a draft, wondering how Lamar Jackson kept dropping and dropping, and no one was interested in him. And you know, year after year, all of us are saying, "Well, why aren't they going to take a quarterback?" So you start there. They rolled the dice on Tua, and that's how I'm framing it. Because uh, who knows? You know, who knows what his career is going to look like? If who knows if he's going to stay healthy? But after that, I did a column and I did, went back and counted how many linemen they taken in the last. 10 years, they, they took 20 offensive linemen and 79 picks. And in this draft, and, and you combine these past two drafts together, and, and they've taken, uh, you know, about half that. You know, you can see where their priorities are and the team Brian Flores and Chris Greer want to put together. It doesn't mean it works. It's going to work. I mean, you look at last draft, they took Michael Dieter. And I don't know, in the third round, is he even going to be guaranteed a spot when you look at all these guards coming in? They have options on the lines now, and that's something they haven't had in years. You know, Dave, I always wonder, and we've been talking about it, and they'll never let us know. I'm sure there were a couple of guys taken right before they picked that they had that moment where they go, damn, that was a guy we wanted. It would be kind of nice to know, though. You know, I mean, you know, where ah, we should have probably looking back, I should have just moved up, or you think they have a few of those, and I just wish they would let us know. It'd be kind of interesting to know who they, how they felt about certain guys. I, I guess you don't do that, though, right? Well, you know what? They won't do it, but it had to be, I'm assuming, in the third 
round, second, you know, the third day, they're, they're running, or fourth round, certainly, they're running backs. Uh, starting, when, when they passed them all in the uh, first round, and that was the cry, get a running back, get a running Because, again, it's sexy. Everybody gets that. And and there were some available there. But I'm fine with what they did. I'm not, I, I didn't get caught up in the, in the running backs. To me, other than the top three or four in the league, they're pretty much... You can just interchange them. And so as long as you have one or two or three, depending on uh, what they can all do, um, I'm fine with it. So, I, but I, I get, and I think I meant, I heard you talking earlier today, Joe, about that, that that was probably the position of there was some table pounding when, when a couple of the running backs went. What did you think about the first round overall when you see an offensive tackle, obviously Austin Jackson, cornerback at 30, and then, I mean, two is Tua, but what did you think about the other two picks in the first round outside of Tua? You know, the thing that struck me beyond positions and all that, I mean, we knew they were going to take a tackle in the first round. We Everybody expected they were going to take a quarterback with the first pick. The question was, which one? I'm always kind of rolling my eyes when I hear coaches and general managers and teams talk about we got character guys and good family guys. But look at the family stories of the first round. You got Tua, whose family moved to Alabama with him. You got uh, Austin Jackson, who gave his bone marrow to his sister to help save her life. And then the uh, third round pick, or excuse me, the third pick, uh, the cornerback from Auburn, both his parents were Olympians in uh, you know, track and field. None of that means that they're going to be great players or anything, but it's just interesting. They, they, all of them have pretty solid and interesting family background. Yeah. I, uh, hey, hey, Dave, um, as far as the last day of the draft, that's just kind of, you think they're taking best players? I thought early on they went need. I don't know if they necessarily went best players. I think they went more about need. But later in the draft, uh, I think they were looking for upside of some guys that had a chance to grow, especially this kid from Boise State. I'm really curious to see what he's going to look like as a player. I really am after putting up monster numbers at Boise State. Joe, the one I was interested in is Malcolm Perry, the Navy quarterback, simply because that just seemed like a thumb at Bill Belichick. We Everybody knows Belichick loves Navy. As, you know, his dad coached there. He grew up in Annapolis. He invites the Navy staff into his team meetings and and practices, which is something he doesn't do for anybody. Malcolm Perry said after the draft, he talked with Belichick more than anybody, and it just seemed like there he is sitting out. It's a seventh-round pick, so we know the odds of him making the team. But, you know, as a slot, I saw Randy Mueller, the former GM, tweeted out that a good slot receiver option, and and it kept the uh, Patriots from getting him. And so I I, kind of chuckled when I saw that the (laughs) Dolphins took Malcolm Perry. Finally beat the Patriots. There we go. Although, I mean, at the end of last season, beat them too. But you finally beat them at their their own game there. So is there anything missing at this point for this Dolphins team after this draft that they still need to address, do you think? Or have they addressed everything that basically they plan to go out and address? They needed every. They needed everything, and they still need everything. Like a receiver, right. I people say, "Oh, they don't need a receiver." Yeah, they do. They they don't. Have, I, I don't think they have one signed uh, beyond Parker signed after twenty twenty one. And so, and you know, what, what do they have at receiver? I'm not really sure yet, quite either. 
But look, they had to address everything. They had holes completely across the roster, and and you look at the the needs and and the. Uh, I, I just like the plan this year. They got the quarterback, right. and then they started piling on with the the big uglies, and that's what um, the, this team really needed to do. The uh, let's take it to the other team that you cover down at University of Miami. It pretty much matches up though, where you see where guys go on wins and losses, doesn't it? Uh, I look at the UM had four guys taken the last day of the draft and FSU had one taken in the whole draft and you wonder and you look at record it really says a lot doesn't it what what kind of a statement for the FSU in Miami that that FIU and FAU had players taken before them I mean, and, and again, the, the worst part is it's not surprising. Everybody knew this was coming. Uh, yeah, you know, you look at the number one thing, and it seems like we're starting to say this after every draft for a few years now. The number one thing Miami and Florida State have to do is, you know, get some players. You know, we, we can sit here talking about coaching and facilities and whatever you want. It comes down to, on draft day, it's just a blaring statement of the real problem at Miami and and Florida State. Dave, the other one with that is, again, last year we saw five kids go in the first round in Dayton Broward. None of them went to Miami. This year, C.J. Henderson, Jerry Judy, and Damon Arnett out of St. Thomas Aquinas all go in the first round. And one went to Florida, one went to Alabama, and one went to Ohio State. We've heard Manny say this before. we got to have some of those guys going in the first round that were at the University of Miami. And, and I was glad he said it because they're all tied in together, man, aren't they? The picks, the recruiting, everything. I was just starting to count up how many South Floridians went in the draft. And so I'm glad you did some homework for me there, Joe. We're on the same. You You are. You you have my column idea. That's it. Which is why are all these guys going out of town? Why can't you know if if this turns around for Miami, it'll turn around on recruiting day, and it'll turn around with some of the big recruits staying home. Whatever reason, and and everybody has their various reasons. Um, they aren't getting any of the top recruits anymore in South Florida. They, they, and you see it on draft day. Where, where there, where have they gone? Alabama's and Oklahoma's and and uh, Ohio State's and and those places. And you look at the top five every year. They're, they're those teams are right in it. Those guys yeah. need to take a year off and uh, leave right. us alone. How about Columbus High School, man? Guy go in the first round and second round. Uche also second round pick out of uh, pass rusher out of uh, Michigan. He goes in the second round. Christopher Columbus, man, to all those proud Columbus people down in Dade County, man. Two guys uh, in the first I, I got to look that up, Joe. School. Have they had a number one pick since Alonzo Heisman? I got to I gotta, uh, call up Larry Bluestein and ask him oh, that no, question. You need a, uh, you need, uh, yeah, you need that after C.J. Henderson. I, that's a great question. I'm, uh, I'm not sure, but I do know one thing. University of Miami got to start getting some of these guys to go. But look at you look at Alabama. If you're a top wide receiver, where do you go? You go to Alabama right now. They're, they're spitting them out two at a time. Jeez. Cornerbacks, they're, they're spitting everything out, aren't they? And Offensive the linemen. Time, Nick Defensive linemen. Quarterback drafted high. That was, I think that was one of the uh, stats on, uh, on the draft that Saban finally hit the, the bingo board. He had everything as a top pick drafted well, <laughs> since he's been there, except for a quarterback. I think they mentioned that in the Is draft. Is that right? Now he's yeah, hit but, everything well, at every position. 
And, and you talk about history. When's the last time a Alabama's had a great quarterback in the pros? I mean, Joe Namath, Richard Todd, where we are, Ken Stabler. We're going back yeah. to the. Uh, we're going back to some grainy video. David, I'll leave you th- with this one. LSU had 14 guys get drafted. They won a national championship. It's not by accident, huh? Going back to the recruiting, Alabama, nine more guys. I just think it all starts getting the right guys, man. Getting four and five star and three star guys that can play at a high level man and and uh and watching um try to get this thing flipped around man just gotta yeah i saw i saw alabama and lsu both tied the record with seven players drafted in the first two rounds and that's all you need to know about the talent they were they were putting out on the field seven and and how about ohio state if if joe burrow stays at ohio state they got the three top players in the draft drafted one two three the defensive end and and uh, okuda the the cornerback who went to detroit so the the talent that uh, urban meyer recruited there was just yeah he had too much because he couldn't even keep burrow by the way that is a great one and oh by the way uh, don't feel bad for ohio state they're gonna have the second quarterback and second overall pick <laughs> in the draft next year so they'll be fine. that's right exactly yeah right. let's hope we're not talking about getting a quarterback again next year though right joe no more oh, this stop, is it stop 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 <laughs> someone cut dave hide off stop him. we we got our guy he's gonna stay healthy and he's gonna just be laser sharp all right man david thank you buddy appreciate you coming on Thanks, this morning dave. you stay safe all right, Joe. Stop driving your wife nuts, man. I know you yes, are. Uh, my family hates me by now. In fact, my dog hates me now because every time I thinks I'm going to take him on another walk. I'm tired of it. I'll walk with you, Dave Hyde, any day of the week. Love what he's saying there. It would be a great day, hopefully soon, when every year in the college football playoff, my alma mater LSU made it, and so did the U. And then, of course, every year for the Super Bowl, it would be the Saints versus the Dolphins. Oh, Oh, man can dream. Speaking of dreamy, ah, Dan Lebitard, Dan Lebitard. After the Tua draft pick, the Dolphins went back to being the Dolphins, Dan. Almost choked there. Three offensive linemen and three defensive linemen. You know why, Dan? You'll find out why in just five minutes. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day and oh yeah, it's Miami Monday. So got music from Miami's own Ricky Valido. I'm going to tell you all about him, but first let's soak up some of his tunes. Swap Stomp. Girls are pounding up on the beds of jacked up rides. We got tractors, four wheelers. Ricky Valido, get a hold of this. He is a Cuban-American cowboy born in Hialeah. Whoa, Cuban-American cowboy. It's maybe the craziest thing to ever come out of Hialeah, and that's saying a lot. Going a little country today on this Miami Monday. Hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. And if I like it, I may read it out. Now, got to like the Dan Lebitard Show weekdays from 10 to 1 right here on 560. The Joe, it's nothing like a Monday, midday, Stugatz weekend observations. It is time for Stugatz to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boys do. Dan! 
No balls were bounced. No points were scored. But we had live reaction to a live event. Dan, if only for a weekend, sports were back. Draft grades. Trey Wingo. A++, my friend. Jalen Hurts. Can't believe the Eagles went there. The Bulls hired a black GM. We going to report that with the same intensity as we did when we thought they weren't going to? Something to ponder. Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Just stash it away and ponder it. When the Jets call the kids they draft, each conversation should start off with an apology. I got to tell you, Bill Belichick, in his own way, looks really happy to finally have Tom Brady out of his hair. If there was a GM draft and I had the first overall pick, I'd take Chris Ballard. After the Tua draft pick, the Dolphins went back to being the Dolphins, Dan. Almost choked there. Three offensive linemen and three defensive linemen. You know why, Dan? Uh, their secondary is really good. And- so they can run the ball and stop the run. Okay, thank you. Sorry, my bad. Everyone is playing checkers, Dan. You know what Chris Ballard is playing? <laughs> yeah, he, Dan, there you go. One for two. You're back. <laughs> Jesus. The Jets received an A, which means it'll be an F. Hey, touchofmodern.com. You know what happens when you don't let me into your site without entering my email address? I never enter your site. You never get my business. I'll decide when and if I want to give you my email address. Please. Touchofinvasionofprivacy.com. Oh, dear God. What happened there? I said I'd get in there. I never even heard of the place. Matt Rule was the first coach to use all his picks on defense. You know why, Dan? Because he's got the offense covered? Because defense wins championships. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Oof. Terrible One might defense. say defense wins championships is a rule to live by. Death. Taxes. And the Ravens receiving straight A's after the draft. I got into the touch of more uh, modern site and didn't have to enter my email. Whoops! Sorry about that. It was very easy, by the way. I so wish. What just, what happened? I don't understand. Well, I was trying to get in. I was dancing around. They were asking for an email address. You just ripped them. You just called them a touch of invasion of privacy. And then you come back and, oh, never mind. I was able to get in there. Well, what happened? Weekend observations is a constantly flowing thing. And so I wrote that down. And then I wrote the observation that you can get in there without giving your email address. And I apologize. Whoops. Not really an apology. I just said, whoops. I so wish. That the right wing militia tattoo was on a starting quarterback's arm. <laughs> oh, we'd be talking about it. <laughs> well, we're talking about it anyway. Well, you so, are. <laughs> what, where's Trey Wingo? I want to talk to him about it. 
A plus plus, Dan. I mean, I don't know. Put it on the poll, Guillermo, at Lebetard Show. Bigger Stugat's compliment, my MVP or my friend? Because he said A plus plus, my friend. It is the greasiest <laughs> thing he's ever done. Jameis Winston. Little advice. Spend your year in New Orleans looking for a new agent. The Cutler Cavalry divorce. Tough to see that one coming. The next ESPN 10 part documentary should be Jay Cutler, Kristen Calval, uh, Calvary. Oh, Cal- oh, I messed oh. it up. I messed it up. Cal- I, now I can't even say it. I've lost oh, my confidence. Say no. it. Say it for me. No. no, let's stay here for a minute. Um, you're L- I just made her Calipari. I mean, yeah, you're, you're stuck. It's. I don't mean to like. We should we just descend full on into the dyslexia here because, uh, or should I say it? I don't think you should be throwing stones from your glass house, Nano. Cavalieri's to God. Cavalieri, oh. I know. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, you show off. <laughs> I did not have that. No. Nope. All right, go ahead. Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavalieri, have four weeks in Turks and Caicos. Destroyed a marriage. I mean, I imagine Kristen Cavallari completely out of nowhere, looking at Jay, calmly floating the idea, divorce, and Jay, even more calmly, responding, sure. Matt LaFleur. Said he imagines Aaron Rodgers leading the Packers for a really long time. Great. So why'd you draft the quarterback? Matt LaFleur said he thinks Rodgers will be a great mentor. Why would he have to be a mentor if you imagine he'll be your leader for a very long time? Here's what I think. You can't trust a guy whose last name is LaFleur. Xenophobia. Oh, what happened? What does that mean? <laughs> also, Dan, you know what LeFleur is sending out? He's sending out mixed messages, Dan. Oh, yeah, that seemed mixed. Uh-huh. Trey Wingo, most underrated studio host in our industry. And I'm not just saying that because he saluted me with a Murray! Although it definitely factored in. I'm glad Joe Burrow... Has the Bengals playbook and offense down. Wait until he sees who he's executing it with. Going to parks, walking into random houses. Does Tom Brady realize we are under quarantine? Poor Brady. He finally gets out of quarantine and has to go right back into quarantine. He doesn't know what to do. Every time Brady sends a video from a Zoom... I keep thinking his connection is bad, but no, it's just his face that's frozen. Saints, three quarterbacks. You know what that means, Dan? Uh, no. It means they don't have one. Really? Yeah, I guess not. Most they, of the they, NFL. It feel, feels like they have three. It, feel, it feels like they have Well, three. when you have three, you don't have one. That's the rule, Dan. I mean, if you had one, one, you wouldn't have three. You know what I'm saying? You would have maybe a backup, well, but, and that's the, the it. One, the one is pretty good. The one we all. What, we Taysom all Hill is very, very good. You're right. We'll see. We'll see if you can stay right. healthy. Most of the NFL, Cam Newton's best is better than your quarterback's best. 
and he's still available. Hell you doing? Speaking of hell, or Bryles, Dan, those are the weekend observations. I like what both the Saints and the Dolphins did over the weekend. Saints loaded at the quarterback position. Dolphins loaded at the quarterback position. Speaking of being loaded, Hawk and Crowder had a loaded potato of a show earlier today. I got some pushback with the with the online workouts now. Okay, guys, right. now now go run three miles. Got gotcha, you, right. coach. Honor system. I'd be honored if you stick around in five minutes. We'll have some more Miami Monday music and the rest of that Hawk and Crowder segment on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Go to at Dan Day Radio on Twitter, hashtag Miami Monday. Let me know what makes you so Miami. If I like it, I might read it out on the air. Gotta like this country music from Ricky Valido. Hello, darkness. Don't bring the light. Show up alone. That is Cuban American cowboy straight out of Hialeah. Doesn't sound like he's from Hialeah, but he is Ricky Valido. Hello, darkness. I've seen your shadow. Sometimes you gotta go a little country on a Miami Monday during lockdown with coronavirus all over the place. Sometimes you gotta go Cuban cowboy from Hialeah. Oh yeah, Miami Mondays, feeling good. Always feeling good with the Hawk and Crowder Show weekdays. From a 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Maybe you can download the podcast for their show, this show, or any of the shows. Wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free. Also, you can go to the radio.com app. Or you can go to our website, wqam.com. But right now, I'm giving you some of the best Hawk and Crowder has to offer. The draft, oh, it brings us back. Plus, Solana's got those headlines. Actual sports over the weekend. The draft, it had my... Wrapped attention and uh, the MJ documentary. I was glued to it last night. I feel like, do you think I'm putting the cart in front of the horse here? But uh, I kind of feel like uh, things are going to be getting back to some semblance of normal. Um, are you swayed by a draft and an MJ documentary or yes. something else involved? No, I'm swayed by the fact that uh, you had the draft and it went out. You know, there, there were people when it was first announced that they were going to go ahead and do it. You know, there were a lot of people that were, oh, this is crazy and you, you can't do that. And, and the NFL said, hey, no, 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 we're going to do it. We're going to do it as best we can. You know, it's going to be different, but we're going to do it. And, you know, the PGA is going to be back in June and there's some talk about, uh, you know, the Miami Heat being able to have some sort of uh, get-togethers at the arena. Just And again, when I say things are, I, I say there feels like there's been a flattening of the curve, a little bit of leveling off. I feel like the mitigation efforts, all the social distancing um, has really had a good effect. Like all the dire warnings 
don't seem to have happened, right? I mean, in New York, you saw it, but in South Florida, there was never an overrun on hospitals. There hasn't been a shortage of ventilators. So I think what we've done has been very good. And I'm not suggesting that we end doing what we're uh, doing by any stretch of the imagination. But I did feel like the NFL draft, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, gave some people some hope that, yeah, we can start to forge ahead in a way that's going to be safe, might be different than the way we're used to things, but let's start to uh, broach how we start getting back to some new normal. Yes, but they are experiment because the first the first situation we get into, Hawk, the first NBA team that comes back and practices and then somebody gets sick, now we're back to square one. So I, I think experiments are going to start, but I don't know if the draft made me feel that way, bro. Yeah, it did for me. It did for me because you had a, a sports league that said, okay, we're going to do something that's different than our norm, and we're going to figure out a way to do it in the COVID-19 age. We're going to figure out a way to maintain our business schedule, but we're going to do it in a different fashion. And I think maybe some other leagues and businesses would look at that and say, okay, how do we do that? And, and again, it's not, hey, open up the fan, open up the stands and the fans are going to come and whatnot. But I think you saw, I mean, it was a successful draft, correct? I mean, there, there was, you don't come out of that draft going, huh, oh, yeah. you know, there, there was something wrong with it. Like it went pretty flawlessly. Yes. And I was surprised. That's, that's one thing too, that draft we were talking about last week who was it uh Mike Cunha was saying he was supposed to be in Vegas so he was hoping they had the technical glitches <laughs> because it just it just changed things it went it went flawless it did and I was just surprised I thought at some point the first round didn't do it didn't give us that crazy time so okay second round third round fourth round fifth round no it they did they did a good job so I see what you're saying you saw an adjusted success yes. so why not try some more adjusted successes I, I, I see what you're saying bro I see what you're saying I, I feel that's a good way to term it, adjusted success. So if the PGA needs to do their tour with no fans for six months or whatnot, well, that would be an adjusted success. And and obviously, you're going to have, like you say, you're going to have situations where things pop up, someone tests positive, and, and so it won't always go as smoothly as it did over the last three days. But I do think it gives me hope that, yeah, things are going to turn a corner here. And even today, I don't know if you said, I mean, everyone was reporting it. Cameron Wolf, ESPN, he had tweeted out, the Dolphins begin their virtual off-season program today with a team much different from the last time they were all together. A bunch of players, new and old, will virtually meet with their coaches, classroom instruction, and do virtual workouts over the next three weeks. Again, that to me is an example of a modified approach, but keeping some sense of normalcy, right? The draft is over, your free agents are signed, and now the Dolphins are going to begin virtual get-togethers. It's new and novel, different, but it is a forging ahead of what they're, you know, trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, and I and I like it. I like the NFL, the adjusting and seeing what the success is with you know after seeing the success of the drafts. Also, with the uh, Chinese Basketball Association about to start playing, now you're seeing games. Now you're seeing what it would look like at a smaller scale, obviously, than the NBA. But you see what games would look like and be like without those fans. So those those testers, they are big because once you see, okay, this can work. Now you implement it in whatever, and not we're not talking about sports. Every right. single, every single business as you right. know, every single business model across the world right now is going to have to adjust and see. Oh, this working for them? 
Let's see if we can do it. I know I have a friend that's in sales and they used to go to Orlando for these big conventions, you know, quarterly for uh, the sale, you know, sales meeting. And they did it on Zoom and their business had said, you know what? We're not wasting any money, even when this is over, to fly right. everybody to Orlando anymore. We're going to do everything right. through the, uh, through the, you know, through um, online, you know, the, the 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 meeting websites, platforms, whatever it is. So yeah, Hawk, you're you're right. We are over. We are we are finding a way to overcome and get business done. Different avenues and different aspects of life. I would uh, I would say again, you know, when when it comes to like hope and whatnot, you look for little baby steps. And I thought we took some really good baby steps uh, as a nation with the NFL draft going flawlessly and I you know everybody was able to have their press conferences with their players and whatnot and certainly it's very different when you don't have them you know usually two uh they'd be in Davie right now and they'd be you know getting this crash course and meeting everybody and so that's a little bit different but other than that I I think again new reality and uh and I'm hopeful that we're we're towards the uh, the tail end. Let's get headlines, though, with Alejandro Solana. Chris Greer, he told Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated that very few people within the Dolphins organization knew his intentions in this draft. He also said Tua had been his target and there was no apprehensions about picking him at number five. All right. The Miami Dolphins begin their virtual offseason program today. Dolphins rookies are scheduled to join May 11th. Okie dokie. I got some pushback with the with the online workouts now. Okay, guys, right. now now go run three miles. Got gotcha, you, coach. Right. right. Hey, my, um, my what, son, what's, what's what's your tagger name? <laughs> my son takes uh, virtual PE now. Yeah. If he didn't feel like he's very active outside anyway, but for someone like I, I can't imagine someone not get because all you have to do I think is essentially check off yes I did these push-ups or I mean I don't, I don't think like I don't think they have to watch as the funny that what the the one of the the thing it made me think about with the virtual workouts was the rookie skit and my refresh my rookie year Ronnie Brown did a skit like he was talking to Nick Saban and he was holding out so Saban was saying hey have you been working out you get the workout plan he was like yes coach been doing everything as on the other side of the stage he was laying out his outfit to go to the club that night yeah coach yep uh-huh yep yeah three miles coach yeah yeah i'm all about it i'm all about all of, it I'm he's grinding. laying it out yeah he's laying his <laughs> chain on his outfit he's putting the shoes on the ground you know so the dedicated players are going to be ready there are going to be some knuckleheads out there and i might i might have been in a knucklehead group that, 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 that would have enjoyed an elongated vacation a little sure why not what else solana the new orleans saints have agreed to re-sign qb Taysom hill to a two-year deal through 2021 worth 21 million dollars i think the saints had a more important signing didn't they yes. the saints uh did they because i know they were working on a one-year deal uh with quarterback Jameis winston yeah it's done i just is saw it, it done I'm just I'm, wa I'm watching nfl yeah. network right now yeah yeah huh. now he had did you read he had a much more lucrative offer in pittsburgh and decided to go for the one year in New Orleans because he wants to learn from Drew Brees and Sean Payton. That's quite intelligent. I don't know if he made that decision because it might be a little too smart for old James. <laughs> I mean, it really is a smart decision, right? Like he can, I, I mean, essentially Teddy Bridgewater did it, right? Teddy Bridgewater yes. maybe went, learned from New Orleans and then got himself a nice little, uh, nice little gig. And they don't have with, with Teddy leaving New Orleans. They don't have a legit successor because right. Taysom Hill. We don't. I'm not. I, 
Bro, I've said it a hundred times. Y'all heard me. Taysom Hill is not ready to take over a quarter uh, a no, franchise as like the starting he, quarterback. He's like a good slash player. Like he's yes. good, Jim Jensen. Like, like yes, you can line him up as a quarterback on a couple of gadget plays here and there. He's got some versatility as a receiver, a pass catcher, and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, you want a legit backup quarterback, and I, I think Jameis fills that role. Yep, you're walking into you're walking into Pittsburgh as the third behind Ben and Mason Rudolph. You're walking right. into New Orleans as a replacement for Teddy Bridgewater. It is it was a very smart decision on Jameis's part. Hawk, yeah. are you sure that that deal has been finalized? I have NFL Network on here as well, and they just had a graphic. Ian Rappaport expected, saying expected. Yeah. yeah, well, expected. I'm telling it's it's not finalized. There is no pen to paper, but it does say expected to uh Saints expected to sign Jameis Winston to one year contract. Okay. So. Yeah, I just want to give the people the facts. That's what I'm about. No, here that's fair. Headlines. That's fair. That's fair. I know that that's very important to you. Yeah. You want to deliver factual um factual reports and uh and certainly we uh we don't want to uh stray outside our journalistic boundaries. No, I mean it's it's what I care most about. To be honest, uh, my credibility Ooh, is on the line here. So great push notification from the New York Post. Kristen Cavallari accuses Jay Cutler of quote inappropriate marital contact. What inappropriate mar- marital conduct? Excuse me. Like cheating or what, yes, what does that mean? yes, inappropriate well, marital conduct. She say cheating. You say cheating. So I know what happened. Inappropriate no, marital conduct. Well, maybe leaving the seat up too. You know, well, some wives yeah, don't that like that. That would be inappropriate marital conduct. Yep, <laughs> that falls in that category. I tell you one thing. I leave the seat up religiously. <laughs> oh yeah, I ain't, I ain't t- <laughs> yeah, not in the days of coronavirus. <laughs> Hell no, you put it down. You want it down? You put yeah, it. I down. don't need it down. Oh, you uh, think listen. about it. I put it up. I'm the one that put it up. So I right. did my part. You got to do your part. We, this don't is worry a marriage, about man. me. 50 yeah. 50 yeah. split. Yeah, why don't you leave the seat up? Boom. I always got to leave it down. Why don't you leave the seat up? Boom, Hawk. I'm with you. We just fixed an age old dilemma. <laughs> Flip the script, baby. There we go. Kristen Cavallari tells me to put the seat down. I'm putting the seat down. I know she's not technically back on the market exactly yet, but whoo. Whoo. Kristen Calavari. Mm, 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 mm. Getting back to the whole Jameis Winston Taysom Hill thing, I just saw something on ESPN where it showed in both their careers, this is interesting, Jameis Winston has thrown more completed passes to Saints, a la the interception, than Taysom Hill has thrown to Saints in his career. I think Jameis Winston's thrown 10 interceptions to the Saints, while Taysom Hill's only thrown seven receptions to his own teammates. Whew, that is crazy. Speaking of crazy, a guy that I love, Dennis Rodman, a.k.a. The Worm. Everyone's talking about him today because the documentary, of course, featured a lot of Dennis Rodman last night on ESPN, The Last Dance. Here's what Phil Jackson said after meeting Dennis Rodman for the first time. That was awful. I walk into Jerry Cross's house. He's sitting on a couch. He's got a pool boy hat over his eyes. He's got the rings in his nose and his mouth. And he doesn't stand up to meet me. So I said, stand up, Dennis. Take your head off, shake hands. Let's go outside and talk. We had to break bread then at the house. So basically he said, Dennis, you want to come play for the Bulls? I said, I don't care. Whatever. What's up? <laughs> you got to love that. Dennis Rodman seems like the type of guy. He's on your team. You love him. It's fun. He's cool. I'd like to have drinks with him. I know that he gets down like that. But, you know, sometimes there was a little... Michael Jordan, he talks about Dennis Rodman. He hadn't accepted his role. 
Dennis hadn't accepted the role that Scotty wasn't going to be around, and we needed you to be more accountable. I need to count on you. So around that time, we had a game, and he gets kicked out for some And I'm livid because he gets kicked out of the game. He leaves me out there by myself because Scotty's not playing. And Dennis knew he He knew he screwed up. I hear someone knocking on my door at the hotel. Now, Dennis never comes in my room. And he comes and says, man, you got an extra cigar. I went to Michael George's room as for a cigar, but, but I think that he knew the fact that, you know, that I think that's probably his way of me showing him that, you know, man, my, my, my thing, my bad. He didn't say apology. He didn't say anything. But by him coming to my room, it was his way of saying, look, man, I f***ed up. And from that point on, Dennis was straight as an arrow. And we started to win. Oh, yeah. When it comes to the Hawk and Crowder show, you got Hawk, you got Crowder, you got Solana, you got Jay Fig, you got myself. I'm the Dennis Rodman of that group. Seriously. Kind of get out there. Kind of get wild. Do want to wish a happy birthday. Chuck Knox. He was born on this day back in 1932. Chuck Knox. 1932. Some other ones. The Iceman. Mr. Finger Roll. George Gervin. 68 years old today, one of the greatest hitters of all time, Roger Hornsby, born on this day in 1896. Ace Freely of Kiss, 69. Nice. And if you're a Fallout Boy fan, Patrick Stump, 36. This one kind of blew my mind. Lizzo, a.k.a. Melissa Jefferson, you know, blame it on my juice, blame it, blame it on my juice. She's a little older than I thought. She's 32 years young. Mm, 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 mm. Nonetheless, Happy birthday to all. If it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. Remember, this is the best of the Joe Show. We'll run back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station every day from 6 to 7 right here in South Florida on 560 The Joe. You can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. Got any questions? Hit me up on Twitter. At Dan Day Radio, spelled just like it sounds, D-A-N-D-A-Y-R-A-D-I-O. I will get you taken care of, of course. Still a little more time to hashtag Miami Monday. Let me know what makes you so Miami. If I like it, I read it out on the air. Had music from Miami artist. Oh, man, it was so good. A little country from Ricky Valido, Cuban-American cowboy from Hialeah. No one else is giving you that. No one else but me, Dan Day, and this show, which is known as the Best of the Joe Show on 560 The Joe. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.